Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 195 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we aim to conclude our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants Section 76 uh, in the week of July the 5th to July the 11th. Uh, And today um, we have got... Uh, the Telestial Kingdom to have a look at. And this Telestial Kingdom, first of all, for those that uh, struggle to uh, remember which is which, particularly between Terrestrial and Telestial, uh, my personal way of remembering is that Telestial has an L in it, uh, and that is the the lesser or the last kingdom uh, that we learn about. Uh, And it's, you know, the, the one that is the least glory out of the three. I know that some people remember it by sea turtle uh, because you've got celestial terrestrial and telestial at the end so sea turtle uh, or sea turtle uh, is a good way of remembering it um so there you go uh, you learn something new every day if you didn't know that already however uh, looking at the actual verses of the uh, speaking about the telestial kingdom we learn a few interesting things that once again separate this from the other two kingdoms uh, and give us an idea of what individuals will be going there So uh, in verse 81, it says, And again, we saw the glory of the telestial, which is the glory of the lesser, even that the glory of the stars differs from the glory of the moon in the firmament. Um, In verse 82, we find something very interesting. And I'll tell you why this is interesting to me. It says, These are they who received not the gospel of Christ, neither the testimony of Jesus. These are they who deny not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, sorry, it says. Now, this to me is very interesting because it seems to indicate that if you have a testimony of Jesus, if you have, if you simply have a testimony, then you're not going to the celestial kingdom. This is what it seems to to suggest to me, uh, is that, you know, that is uh, one of the key differences between the celestial and the terrestrial kingdom. Now, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're not the judge of each other. We're not, um, you know, the person or the being that will uh, allocate these kingdoms to others. But if we all we need to have to get out of the celestial kingdom and go into the terrestrial kingdom is to be a decent person who tries to be kind and good to other people uh, and to and has a testimony of Jesus, then surely all members of the church, I mean, I say all members, the majority of members of the church who are decent, good people, who have a testimony of Jesus, are automatically going to be going to the terrestrial or the, te- or the celestial kingdom. Uh, that The celestial is really not an option. Unless, of course, you know, we, we don't really have a testimony of Jesus or we're not a kind person or a decent person or so on. Um, I think that that is obviously the key difference there. Uh, but that for me gives me a lot of hope, basically. Um, of course, these are they who deny not the Holy Spirit. Those people would be going to the outer darkness. But interestingly, I was uh, we, were, we were just discussing this study, um, with, I was discussing it with a couple of members, and they pointed out that really the only way that one can go to the outer darkness is by having a celestial life or a celestial outlook or a celestial standard of living and then turn back on that and rebel against Christ and God. Uh, and so 
of course, those that are going to the Telestial Kingdom won't have had that experience. Um, these are they that are thrust down to hell. Now, this is interesting. This is, again, something that is different from the Celestial and the Terrestrial Kingdoms. And this, of course, refers to when Christ comes for his second coming. There is the, the morning of the first resurrection, which refers to those who are Celestial uh, Kingdom recipients. Um, there are those who come forward in the the afternoon of the first resurrection or the evening of the first resurrection i can't remember which time of day it is but it's meant to be the first resurrection and then there's and they're terrestrial and then there's those who are the celestial and they will be resurrected in the morning of the second resurrection or whatever the phrase is and that means that there is a period of time where they are thrust down to hell now um we know that hell for us is a different meaning than it is perhaps for the tra traditional Christian view of fire and brimstone and the devil with his pitchforks. Now, again, we do read fire, fire and brimstone in the in the Book of Mormon and in other scriptures as well. So I guess the question is, well, why why do we think it's different then? Um, it says in verse eighty five, these are they who shall not be redeemed from the devil until the last resurrection, until the Lord, even Christ the Lamb, has shall have finished his work. So when the millennial work is finished, that's when these individuals will be resurrected. There will be a reprieve. Um, Elder D. Todd Christopherson said this, quote, An unredeemed individual suffering for sin is known as hell. It means being subject to the devil and is described in the scriptural metaphors, scriptural metaphors as being in chains or a lake of fire and brimstone. Lehi begged his sons to choose Christ's redemption. Even so, because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, hell has an end. And those who are obliged to pass through it are redeemed from the devil in the last resurrection. The relatively few sons of perdition are the only ones on whom the second death shall have any lasting power. Yea, verily the ones who shall not be redeemed in the due time of the Lord. Close quote. So first of all, Elder Christopherson makes it clear here that the whole fire and brimstone is a metaphor. That's not to say that it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Um, it's that the metaphor of fire and brimstone is used because it is going to be a potentially excruciating and certainly a negative experience. Um, and I suppose it comes down to the fact that these people know that they have not repented their sins, that they have got these... They've made these choices, uh, which mean that they have to go through those, those pains and sufferings. Um, and we know that those people that go to the celestial kingdom... Um, these are individuals who, and it and it and it goes on further actually to explain these people in 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 places like verses ninety nine uh, to hundred and uh, seven no six, uh, and we've got here that they are of Paul and of Apollos and of Cephas and that there are some of some of Christ and some of John and some of Moses and some of Elias and some of some of Isaiah but receive not the gospel, neither the testimony of Jesus, neither the prophets. So basically, these individuals are people that don't really focus their faith on Christ, but they focus their faith on other individuals who, of course, can't bring them salvation. Um, they are those who are liars and sorcerers and adulterers and whoremongers and whosoever loves and makes a lie. They are those who suffer the wrath of God on earth. Um, so these people have basically made, you know, bad mistakes in this life. They don't have a testimony of Christ as their saviour. And they don't even have a testimony of Christ as their saviour after the spirit world experience. 
Uh, and so they then have to go through and feel the pains and sufferings of the for the mistakes that they've made. Um, and it, it's, it's not going to be a pleasant experience, but as Elder Christopherson points out, it does have an end. And I think that sometimes we forget this, is that even those who, who inherit a celestial kingdom, even those people who, frankly, are the worst people on the earth, um, apart from the few sons of perdition, who, again, we cannot really judge who they are, it's likely going to be individuals that were wonderful, great people that were living a celestial standard, but then turned and rebelled from that. And how many people do we know who have really done that? And when we say really done that, as if, just refer back to our episode that we did on um, Wednesday, I believe, where we talked about outer darkness. It's going to have to be a pretty certain knowledge of the of the Savior and what He has done, and then turned and rebelled against that. So, apart from those few, everyone will have reprieve and release from from pain and suffering from in hell even the celestial kingdom even those that make the biggest mistakes and leave and and don't focus the most on christ they will have um after a time of suffering in this in this experience um they will be able to be released from that and this is just for me the biggest message from this um is that the savior has made it possible for all of God's children, except for a few who who deliberately decide against it uh, and rebel against him and try to pull his work down. Everyone will have salvation, peace and joy in the in the life after this. And that, you know, is the greatest gift, I think, for all of mankind. The Saviour has done that for us. And what love he had to, to go through that pain and suffering that he did, that all of God's children could be saved, except for those few that decide completely against it. It, for me, is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to know. And this is really the, one of the biggest things I learned from this, is that the Saviour is the centre of all this work and has made it, even if we don't reach the celestial, even if people don't reach the terrestrial, the celestial kingdom after a period, and we don't know how long that period will be, it may well be a long time and it may well be a horrendous experience. But when they are resurrected, uh, when when the, the Saviour's work is done, they shall receive a, a kingdom, which, as it says um, in verse 89, the heavenly vision, the glory of the celestial surpasses all understanding. Imagine this world, but without pain, suffering, contention, death. It will be a glorious place. Uh, and I just, I'm so grateful for my Saviour for making this possible for all of us. Obviously, we should aim for that celestial kingdom. We know as members of the church, we can qualify for that. If, of course, we are living the gospel each day, striving to repent, trying our best, um, and going along the covenant path. It is a great blessing to know that our Saviour has made it so that we can do this. It's within our power, but only because of his power. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study over this week. I, I certainly have. Uh, please share your thoughts on what you studied in the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.